0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here is your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode three sixty-five. Today is Thursday, January eleventh, twenty twenty-four. Now there is an elephant in the room. Um, We normally we used to stream to four glorious locations. Definitely now. Only three glorious locations for the time being. Uh, So that's Elijah Fire on Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. So what happened? What happened, Jeff? So what happened was we came in this morning and we saw that the Elijah Fire YouTube channel had been completely removed. Now, for those who don't know, YouTube has a three strikes and you're out policy uh, and we got zero strikes. They just decided to go right for it and remove our channel completely also elijah clips which shows elijah fire clips and elijah streams clips from the shows that also got removed as well they had had a couple of strikes but um they had been um they had been kind of gunning for us for quite a while uh and so they started with elijah streams elijah streams got off of youtube and uh and then that happened i, I honestly guys i kind of knew i i had this feeling in the back of my mind i think more than anything that we were on borrowed time uh on youtube and so um i have a lot to say um i think that you know there's a lot of people who are angry on our behalf uh, you know there's disappointment there's upset things like that but ultimately i do feel a grace to just carry on you guys and um i don't regret anything i've ever said on, um you know on Elijah fire um and if that is the result is me being silenced like that um it just proves more and more and more that the enemy is afraid of what we have to say and not just us but other there's plenty of other platforms do you want to address though there's this kind of um uh the thing going around that says oh because there's a lot of people saying oh YouTube has a bias against uh christian voices um and i've seen other christians say oh that's just a dumb conspiracy theory it's not true i assure you it's true you guys know i'm not sensational i don't overhype things and if i do it's warranted but i will say that it is absolutely true um the past 4 years i've seen plenty of my friends get deplatformed off of youtube and other platforms Um, and, uh, this is just more fuel for the fire. You guys uh, of that argument. We literally had no strikes and that's typically their policy is three strikes and you're out. They just went right for it. It was a quick death though. It wasn't a slow death by a thousand cuts. So I'm, I'm at least grateful for that. But something else that I really want to talk about, um, is something that comes to mind during this. And this was kind of my heart posture, um, during, um, I'm flipping to the verse, but, um, during, uh, like kind of the initial moments of this, and I guess the first hour kind of sitting with this is, I just felt sad for the people that are, um, that are enacting these types of things on people, making the decisions to remove people. I don't know if it's, you know, specifically an algorithm, but there are people that set these motion, these things in motion. Um, and so I'm really sad for those people. Um, and so one thing that I just, I just reflected on uh, a well-known verse um, Luke chapter six verses verses 27 and 28. It says, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you. And then it says, pray for those who mistreat you. And something that I was thinking about is, is yeah, I, I have, I'm a very, I'm a justice fighter. I get righteous indignation, just like the next person. But these are people and yeah they're in disobedience and they're being used by satan to do horrible things but they're still loved by god and so my my heart posture towards these people is i want them to have a revelation of jesus much like paul on the road to damascus and i think that that should be the correct heart posture it's okay to be upset it's okay to be angry Uh, i think it's very warranted in this case but i do think that it's really important to remember that these are people and that they love God or that God loves them and he desires them to be in communion with him. So I would encourage you guys take that passion and turn it towards just raining prayers upon these people, because I'll be honest, if YouTube persists in this type of behavior, they will go the way of Twitter. And we know what happened to Twitter. Twitter doesn't exist anymore. It's now X. It was bought out. A lot of these top level executives, if not all of them who were making these poor decisions are gone. And so, um, I think that that is kind of a a warning to a lot of these other big uh, big tech companies. Um, you know, it's like you can try and silence God, but it's a it's it, you're the person that gets burned. It's not God's not the one that gets burned. Um, and one last thing that I want to say uh, really quick is if you guys remember, um i had I had mentioned at the end of the year, typically God, right around my birthday, which is december thirty first. God will wake me up early um, either within the the days leading up to my birthday and kind of speak certain things to me about this next year for myself or collectively. And something that I shared that I did really feel like was collectively for the body of Christ um, was specifically Psalm 64 and Isaiah 64. And actually if you read them in, the, in that order, Psalm 64 and then go over to Isaiah 64, it almost feels like a continuation, which is really interesting. I just want to read Psalm 64 Because sometimes we get things from the Lord, we don't quite know what they are or how they're going to take shape throughout the year or in our lives. But my heart posture is always, I don't, I see through a glass dimly with this God, but I want my heart to be conditioned for whatever this is to respond correctly. Um, And so Psalm 64 says, hear my cry, uh, hear me, my, my God, as I voice my complaint, protect my life from the threat of the enemy. Hide me from the conspiracy of the wicked, from the plots of evildoers. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim cruel words like deadly arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent. They shoot suddenly without fear. They encourage each other in evil plans. They talk about hiding their snares. They say, Who will see it? They plot injustice and say, We have devised the perfect plan. Surely the human mind and heart are cunning, but God will shoot them with his arrows. They will suddenly be struck down. He will turn their own tongues against them and bring them to ruin. All who see them will shake their heads in scorn. All people will fear. They will proclaim the works of God and ponder what he has done. The righteous will rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. All the upright in heart will glory in him. So pretty, pretty amazing when you put that in contrast to what happened to us you're like, wow, that's it, you know? Um, And, you know, I didn't foresee this being one of those things that happened, but I really do feel a grace from the Lord in terms of my heart posture. And I think that that's a really important lesson through this whole thing is like, bless those who curse you, you know? And uh, justice is the Lord's. And I have confidence that he will deal with the people that have been doing this to us all. Like anybody else who's lost their platform, Many of my guests have lost their platforms in some way or another or faced blowback and heat as a result of taking stands, being vocal, even just about Jesus. Um, And so, yeah, that's what I have to to say about that. Um, For those who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Really excited. We stream five days a week, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time, Rumble, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, We're going to be expanding to Instagram and TikTok from the looks of it. We're still working out the logistics of those. Uh, But this is a great opportunity. Um, And, you know, we use StreamYard and StreamYard just integrated in Instagram. So uh, like as of just a couple of days ago. So very cool, very uh, timely, I would say. So we're really excited about that. So um, guys, I also want to remind you that, you know, we've been transferring over our teaching series over to a podcast form. And so on Saturday the 13th, so January 13th, we are going to be releasing our next one, which is Renewing Your Mind featuring Kara Starnes. And guys, if you've been locked in cycles of sin and cyclical thoughts, you just feel like you can't get out of uh, behavioral things that you're just like, man, what is going on? I just can't get out of this. This teaching series is for you. Kara does a great job, super transparent. She's definitely walked through the fire and carries a lot of authority to be able to speak into this stuff. So if you have not checked out this teaching series, uh, this Thursday, or I'm sorry, this Saturday, the thirteenth, uh, it'll be available for you all three episodes, and it's gonna be available on all of our podcast platforms, Spotify and um, Apple Podcast, and then all the other ones. Google Podcast is going away. And also I had made the announcement. I believe it was yesterday that we had transferred everything over to YouTube music. Well, when you lose your channel, uh, you also lose uh, all your podcasts on. Uh, YouTube music, so it's no longer there. So ignore what I said yesterday. Also, a lot of you guys may be asking about the teaching series and that they're in playlist form. People are very well aware that Rumble does not have uh, playlists yet. I am gonna hound them, you guys. I'm gonna be super annoying. They're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna be like the uh, the persistent widow uh, Jesus talks about. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hound them. I'm gonna be so annoying. They're like, gosh, if we get this guy to shut up, we'll fine. Here's your playlist. So, um, yeah. So just stay tuned with that. But in the meantime on, um, if you go to Spotify, you can navigate through and there's not playlists, but they're all lumped together. So you can listen to them that way. And then also Facebook also has kind of a janky playlist setting, but it is a playlist setting. So if you navigate to our page on Facebook and you go to, um, uh, and you go to video, the video tab, if you scroll down, you'll see the playlists there. Um, and you'll see them all there. Like like my guest today, Julie's uh, amazing, amazing teaching series she did with us last year or so. Um, all right, guys, I, I think that's it. That was a lot of information. Thank you for sticking, sticking with us and listening. Um, we have a lot of great stuff to talk about. My guest today, for those who maybe don't know or need a reminder, she's a powerful prophetic voice, powerful teacher, uh, she's also the director of Rig Latam, hailing from Colombia. Let's give it up for our guest today, Julie Lopez.
2: Julie Lopez, hola. Well, hello, hola, hola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hi, welcome. hi, 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 Jeff. Back. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm so happy. I feel at like home every Yay. time that I'm here. I feel at like home. Thank
1: yes, you so much. We love you, hi. Julie. We're so grateful for the being able to run together. And, uh, you know, we just love everything God's doing in you and through your ministry and in, in the country of Colombia. you know what I'm saying?
2: Amen. Yes. God is faithful. God is good. And, and thank you to you for allowing me to share a little bit of, of what the Lord has placed in me to share with all of you.
1: Yeah. Come on. Okay. So, uh, when you were on, you did that amazing teaching series about spiritual warfare for those who haven't seen it, you really do need to go check it out. It's really, really worth your time. You get into all the stuff. You get into demonology. You get into everything. Um, and um, But you had talked about a conference that was going to be happening right around Thanksgiving in America. So it's late, late November. So why don't you talk about that? Because I would imagine you have a couple of testimonies.
2: Yeah, so we had the conference at the end um, of November here in Colombia. We we had we had around 400 people, so it was like a three day conference, and um, and we had a lot of people traveling from the USA, from the UK, from Jamaica, from Saint Martin, from Anguilla. So it was it was a really great time. Um, It was our first on site conference, so everything that we do is mostly online. We have been doing uh, on-site events in here but it was amazing because um, me and the team we, ha- we have been working really hard for this conference for like nine months and we just came to the city without knowing what was happening here and we just basically been moving by faith that the Lord when I went to minister last year to um, San Martin the Lord gave me an strategy with the leaders, and I remember that He placed on my on my on my way a leader from St. Martin that was coming back for ministry, uh, from ministry because he um, he basically stopped doing ministry for eighteen years, and the Lord told me that's going to be the strategy that you are going to use in Latin America: raise up those leaders, raise up those pastors that the enemy has been trying to silence and bring them back and train them and equip them. So he was kind of like the first person that I mentored that I was like, kind of like pushing, hey, get up, hey, you have been called for this. And we commissioned him actually in November as an apostle for him to go back to San Martin. And now he is going to have occupy San Martin now in December. So the Lord is doing things. So here in Colombia, uh-huh. that was what we were trying to do. Reunite the pastors, the leaders of the city of Colombia And for them to uh, come and hear what the Lord was saying, and you know what happened that I mentioned, I think a few times during our lives that I was having a lot of warfare here with the leaders and with the pastors Mm -hmm. and the the religious spirits like coming against me and telling me, who are you? You are a woman, you are young. You are saying (laughs) that you are a prophet. Like it was like literally everything against me. And let me tell you something. In one day of the conference, I remember Prophet Tommy was there. He he came here and he did an altar call for all the pastors and the leaders to come to the front. Let me tell you something. Almost the whole church passed at the front. We were shocked. We were looking at each other like, what was going on here? Because yeah, we like, yeah.
1: maybe 10 amount, people are going to come up. And it was like,
2: we wouldn't expect wow. that amount of leaders and pastors in the room. It was literally almost the whole room. But let me tell you something before that happened. The Lord has been preparing the way because you know that the religious spirit, when you are coming against the religious spirit, the Lord manifests with miracle signs and wonders. So before that breakthrough happened, the first night was hard because we were facing that religious spirit, that religious spirit that's moving in the land. And we realized that actually it was quite hard to break through and to worship and to preach and to minister but let me tell you something. The next day, I remember we started to worship, and I was telling the team guys, "Let's go to the back. Let's speak in tongues." Let me tell you something. There was witches at the back, and we identified them, and they were coming in and out, in and out. And someone from the team uh, saw one of the witches with a voodoo um, doll, and they were trying to go to the toilet with Prophet Tommy to I don't know what. To put it on him, to give it to know, to war. But when we realized that, we literally said, like, completely close the doors of the conference. Don't allow anyone to come in and out. Completely surround Prophet Tommy. Don't allow anyone to come close. And these people fell exposed. But let me tell you something. Two of the witches stay outside. They couldn't come in. But two of two of them stay at the fr- inside. They couldn't come out. Wow. <laughs> so they were. So the ones that were caught with a voodoo doll, they eventually realized and they left. So we basically warned the whole team, like guys, this is this is warfare. Like people, like witches know that we are here, that this is gonna be powerful for, for the land. Just keep praying, keep praying, open your eyes. And let me tell you something. Those two witches, towards the end of that conference, I did an altar call. And I'm like, hey, if you are if you are a witch, if you haven't come in here with your with your own things, give your life to Jesus now because there's gonna be judgment. And there was I thought that it was two, but four of them came to the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they uh, two of them were like crying they gave their life to jesus and i was wow. just like but okay. so let me tell you something even before that before all of this happened so we've been preparing right the atmosphere for like the first two days and so let me tell you something the second night i remember we were worshiping and i just fell in the spirit this this was the same night that we had the witches inside and we have all of this warfare And as I was preaching, as as I was like praying, I will suddenly hear like a huge thunder in the room, like everyone hear it. And the Lord literally told us, like, this is the breakthrough. This is warfare. And I was just like, the Lord is confirming. Let's just go for it. And we were speaking in tongues, all of that. We have, like, thunders that night, like crazy thunders. And apart from that, when uh, one of the prophets was releasing a prophecy over my life and over Colombia, suddenly the audio, the lights, everything did, like, explode. As what? soon as she was releasing that, the whole room was like dark and no sound. And eventually we knew because, you know, the religious spirit has to be shamed and is confronted by miracle signs and wonders of so physical manifestations of the power of God. So eventually when I turned around, I saw at the back, basically all of the pastors that were saying, like, you came in here as proud. Who are you? You prophet doesn't exist. They were sitting at, at the back. And they were looking at everything that was happening on that day. They saw the miracles, the signs and wonders, the prophecies, the lights went off, the music, the witches coming in and giving their life. And then that night, also, I'm telling you, the whole, like almost the whole congregation were pastors. They came to the front, they kneeled down, and they were crying for repentance for the land that there was basically. What we were praying for we were fasting praying for that to see a revival between the pastors and the leaders of the land so actually seeing all of them at the front with a microphone praying repenting and saying father sorry for competition between ourselves sorry lord for the religious spirit sorry for this agenda like we were there as the team we were crying because we were like wow lord you have been using us to prepare for this moment for like nine months and now we see the power Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire Podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become
0: a partner, visit Elijahfire.com/slash give. And after that
2: night, it was just like amazing. It was just power. Well, um, and
1: what's what's, crazy, what's though about, crazy though about about that, Julie, is that um I, you know, I've prayed for man years now. My like, God, bring unity to the body of the body of Christ. I'll admit like just i think it's because wherever whatever country you're in you're kind of thinking about what you see in your country but how many of us have prayed for unity within the body of Christ and realizing like hang on if i say unity within the body of Christ that's globally that's not just isolated to one country and i'm like everybody else's prayers for how many years contributed to that moment too god did and i'm like really like shifts your perspective like dang it
2: is true it is true yeah it is true so it was it was just an amazing time and um just a lot of people coming a lot of pastors saying like we've been waiting for this we've been hiding we've been silenced we were waiting for the prophetic like it's just that's when you realize the prophetic the Holy Spirit, being able to hear from the Holy Spirit, to walk with him and to what is the Lord saying for a nation is so important. We have found so many leaders, pastors, prophets hiding in this season. Not, and I'm sure it's not only just here in this nation, it's in Latin America, too, it's in other countries, but specifically here where the prophetic and prophets and apostles and these things are not that common seeing the hunger and those people saying we need this we want to come out of the cave we want to be trained we want to be raised how can we do this and coming and coming to us humble and telling us like hey we want what you carry like it's been it's been humbling and just amazing to see that you know, it's not about us, it's about the Lord. The Lord is just looking for people that say yes, and then he will do it with that people, with those people that say yes. And that was basically what we've been doing in here. It's just a bunch of people, a bunch of us, and we just decided to say yes to the Lord. Yes, we had warfare. Yes, we had issues. But just seeing what the Lord has done and what what he's going to do, it kind of like gives me kind of like the the, the strength and the passion to continue to pursue for this land so yeah yeah
1: yeah. and do you have any advice for people who are like um because i think a lot of people are entering into places where they're going to face the religious spirit and i know you're still going through this but i mean do you have advice for people who are you know of how to deal with religious the religious spirit is it just to focus in on the lord and be be about his business and let him and, and just be available for him to display his power. Like, I would love to hear just as you've kind of gone through this, cause you, I mean, like you said, like, there's a couple of times where you've told me it's been really challenging mm-hmm. in your area, working with pastors and, and also being, you know, embracing the prophetic and the, the, the power of God and also being a woman like in that area. So I would love to hear your thoughts just kind of, as you've kind of, you've seen, this is a big victory this is a big thing that happened you know in your area
2: Yeah. so you know one of the things that you just said before is actually true The warfare is always mm-hmm. going to be there it's going to be in one way or another one but what you learn is how to see your perspective change yeah yeah because people think like oh i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna be super holy and pray and fast so i don't have warfare it's always going to be there because when you go go to the next level there's going to be a different type of warfare and then you pass this warfare and then you go to another one and then there's always going to be challenges and warfare but what it, what is going to help you is how you see the the uh, how you perceive your perspective but one of of the things that have also helped me here is you know know that you came here with a mission and reminding yourself that okay, Lord, you have called me for this. I haven't called myself. Yes, there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to agree, but who has Who has called me? Men? No, men hasn't called me. That has been God. God has made the call for us to be here and we are just making ourselves available, but intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Just making sure that you are connected because the shaking comes. Shaking comes to ministry. Shaking comes to to leaders. But what is going to make you unshakable is being rooted in the rock. It's being rooted in the word. It's being rooted. And so when the shaking comes, yes, you are going to be moved and you are going to feel like you want to live. But what is going to keep you in that place is actually knowing that you are grounded in Jesus. Yeah, I on. feel like that's for me in this season has been... A reminder, right? Like, wh- who is your rock? Where are mm. you planted? Because I had a lot of warfare here. We've been here for almost two years now, Jeff. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And
2: yeah. um and and it's been challenging. So as soon as we step in this land, oh my days! It's like, what's going on, Holy mm. Spirit? But that's what I have learned about the different types of warfare and the seasons, and 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 I'm still learning, right? But with the religious spirit, you cannot. You cannot because uh, one of the things that I realized with the religious spirit is that the religious spirit is going to try to shut you down. Mm-hmm. You cannot negotiate with the religious spirit. Never. So that's something that in this season I'm learning. I have come in here. I'm sorry. You don't like me to speak in tongues. You don't like us to prophesy. You don't like us to he- like pray for people and then being healed. We are going to do it. Why? Because the religious spirit, their main thing is to try to shut you down, try to remove the gifts. And even the pastors told me. Make sure that you say that you're not a Prophet, make sure that you don't prophesy. And I was like, "What? <laughs> What's going on?" And sometimes, because like that's what I that- do,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you think that because they are the elders, that because they are older, that you have to listen to them and submit. But that's not coming from God. Like the manifestation of the of the Holy Spirit is signs, miracles, and wonders. That's the power of God. If you go to a church and there's not the power and the presence of God, you are in a motivational church. I always say this. So the power of God. Has to manifest, and we see that throughout the Bible. He always came with signs with miracles. Even Jesus, not even in the Old Testament, Jesus did prophetic acts, Jesus healed, Jesus prophesied, Jesus cast out demons. So this is not something even he said, even greater things you will do. So what are we doing? We cannot be influenced, not even give a second thought to the religious spirit, because then we are gonna kill revival. The religious spirit is there to kill revival. So This is what we are facing right now, but I feel like the Lord has given us already the land and the nation. So we just gonna Mm. continue to push to where he wants us to go.
1: And I think too, when you engage, the the religious spirit wants you to engage with it. And it wants you to try and defend yourself. And it wants you to but the thing with the with the religious spirit that I've noticed is it uses intellect to Mm. try and win its argument and (laughs) especially if you're not maybe intellectually leaning that's it, that's almost like a losing battle if you're just doing it from like a fleshly you know and that's why like i'm very pro apologetics i actually really love apologetics but apologetics can only take you so far because it's intellectual it's it's a discussion it's a debate it's it's all that stuff and um at the end of the day like we can't rely on our own ability, like. At some point, you're going to come to the realization of it's like this wall we hit and how you react to that is what's important. And that is the power of God. How do I reconcile my intellectualism with what's listed in here? How do I reconcile my intellectualism with the fact that Jesus said greater things than these will you do? And he's referencing him casting out demons. He's referencing himself healing from people from leprosy and prophesying over people and all these things. So at some point you hit that wall and you go, okay, my intellect is either going to die and I'm going to recognize that, that God's power is beyond me and I can't control it. Or I'm going to double down and, and, and come up with something like God's God doesn't, God doesn't heal anymore. God doesn't prophesy anymore. Those were for then he doesn't do those things now. And so, again, that's an intellectual argument. I've noticed a lot of people within the re- that, that have held on to a religious spirit and fed that that is their approach is like, this can't happen. And let me tell you why. And I'm like, OK, well, watch this. You
2: know, <laughs>
1: you know like, what?
2: let me offend you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. so, you know, another thing that I'm realizing, too, in this season that the Lord is doing is that and I have seen it, too, is that. I feel like he's giving a second chance chance to ministers. Mm. Why I'm saying this because there are a lot of ministers that have fallen into that religious spirit and I feel like they know that there's something there's no, they know that the power of God and they are struggling in this season to let that go to let go their their wisdom, their human wisdom to let go of what they know to embrace the new. And I feel like the Lord to a lot of them, the Lord is giving them like a second chance. And if they don't catch up with the, what the Lord is doing, I feel like a lot of them are going to be shut down. A lot of them, their churches are going to be shutting wow. down because they are not allowing the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to move the way that He is supposed to be moving. Not with human intellect, not with schedules, not with any of that. But the Lord wants in this season, the churches and the leaders and the ministers actually allowing Him to move the one that He wants to move. So this is what I'm mean being also perceiving for this year is that apart from everything that the Lord is exposing and is doing, is that He is giving to those people the last chance for them to align to the move of God or for actually for them to be removed and other people are going to be placed in those in those places.
1: Yeah. Oh absolutely. Another another thing that I think is really cool about um, you know, what happened at that conference is, you know, just that experience with the witches and seeing them give their lives to the lord and And I think, just given your background, it's just such an amazing thing, an amazing contrast to see that victory happen in that in that conference. Um, well my question though, and this is something I think you've talked about before, like on our first episode we did, but it was just something I wanted to revisit is I just look at like, you know, the why behind why a witch would would willingly give themselves over to Satan like that. And a lot of it is, is there a recognition, I mean, obviously the promised power, but it's, there's consequences to that power, right? Like it's not just, okay, you get this power, like it costs you something. And that's something that's been really eye opening from what you said, but is there ever like with a lot of witches, are they afraid of, the darkness are they aware of it and they're like this is you know you
2: know the thing is like when you start getting all of these things and all of this power you don't realize the dangers i think you realize of the dangers when you wanna leave or when you start to be tormented but when you're getting the things when you're for for example there's satanism and witches right that you have to do certain things to get To gain power, you have Mm -hmm. to maybe do sacrifices. You have to do rituals with humans or blood sacrifices, these type of things to go to the next level. At the moment, you don't realize because you are getting the power, you feel strong, you feel like you have authority, that you have power, that whatever you declare, that whatever you do is impacting other people's lives, so you feel powerful. But I think like, and I have seen this also with a lot of people that I've been trying to help come out of that, you realize of the dangers when it's too late. Like it's not too late for Jesus. You think it's too late for you. But you start to realize when, when you start to be tormented, when actually now the enemy is asking you for more and you kind of give him more. So now you feel trapped because you feel like wow. you have to do it. Or maybe the enemy is start to ask you maybe now give me your children or give me this and you feel now trapped because you can't, what are you going to do? That's why a lot of them end up committing suicide because they cannot wow. take it and they are tormented because they are not doing what the enemy is telling them to do so i feel like most of the times you realize actually when it's too late when you are already being too trapped and now you're trying to leave, and then you actually see the enemy's faces that he his face mask fell off and you actually see him for what he is but eventually also there's a lot of people that grow up like people in the satanism that were raised like that and were raised to seeing all of these demonic things so they know this is bad, but they enjoy bad because they were, um, they were, their minds were, how do you program to see all of these things as normal? So you grow up knowing this is wrong, but you just, you are programmed to think that those things are fine. Um, Mm. so yeah.
1: Wow. So, um, you know, I'm really, um, I feel very drawn to my wife and I both to like, Nerd culture, like so, you know, things that would be considered nerdy. We just have a huge heart for those people. One of the things that is prevalent in younger generations now, but especially in nerd culture, is witchcraft. Um, and I think that, like, so do you have any advice for reaching these people? Is it just, um, hey, like praying for them and displaying God's power? And I, I would just love to hear your insights
2: yeah so I have talked actually about this in another interview that i that I did, and you know my frustration with new age and with witchcraft. we have all our young people, not even our young people, kind of like everyone is interested in new age, and in new age is everywhere, and witchcraft is everywhere it's accessible. so my thing is these people want spirituality they want they know that there's something but they don't know what is the real source. So right now, what is the thing that is exposing them to that spirituality is Hollywood, talking about New Age, music, to- talking about New Age, a Taylor Swift, all of these people doing co- doing concerts and then doing witchcraft. So they are attracted by that because we have right now a lot of people hunger for spirituality, hunger for the supernatural. So this is when the body of Christ has to step in into these places, not just in a four wall in a church. Let's just don't leave the power of God in a four wall for this, temple for this church. The power of God should be outside in Hollywood. The power of God should be outside in secular music. The Mm -hmm. power of God should be in, in, in media, in the government. So this is why we have an assignment to occupy not just our churches, not just to build out two million temples, but actually to occupy all of these places. So all of these people that are hungry for the supernatural can actually realize that There's not just one source. New Age is not just the only source. Witchcraft is not just the only source, but Jesus is the source. Jesus, that is the spirit. He says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Now I can come to the Father except uh, uh, except through me. There are other ways to access the spiritual realm, but he is the only way. So that's why we, is is our right as Christians to actually go outside and yes, the power of God has to be. We should be having even more people writing books about the power of God. So instead of New Age books, now we are having Christians taking over. So inst- instead of Hollywood, now we are having Christians coming out with like movies of the supernatural, of the power of God. This is what we should be doing as Christians. People are hungry for the supernatural, but there is a lack of prophetic people uh, standing in those places of so people, new. Age, eh, 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 the, the the younger people are gravitating towards what is accessible and easy for them. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to do our part and come out of our comfort zone and actually let's yeah. go out and and the power yeah. of God in those places. Yeah,
1: and I think TikTok is well known. There's a hashtag on TikTok, mm-hmm. Witch Talk, is what it's Witch called. Talk, and, yeah, yeah, and and so it's a it's a really big thing on there. So. I think that more, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Julie. And it's interesting. Linda made a comment about, she said, I never got into full-blown witchcraft, but did go down new age methods to gain power. For me, it was coming from an abusive childhood and wanting to make sure that no one would hurt me ever again. Jesus intervened. Hallelujah. And I've been healing from that trauma and the results of that experience. Come on. Amen. I'm sure that's pretty common. I mean, yeah, like you have that power. Something bad happens to you. Something yes. bad happens to someone you care about. And you're like, I am going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to seek power for my own so that I, yeah, so that no one ever hurts me. No one ever hurts people I care about ever again.
2: That's true. And that was one of the things that pushed me also to go into Black witchcraft too when I was a teenager was that feeling of like, okay, I'm not going to allow anyone to mess up with me anymore if in college someone or in high school someone was doing something to me, I knew you kind of messed up with me because I'm going to go to my house and I'm going yeah. to witchcraft on you. So that was like wow. also why like teenagers and young people and, and just in general people gravitate towards these practices because it kind of gives you the control. It makes you feel like you have the power and now you can control your own world where in reality you're not controlling it. Now you're being controlled by demons. Yeah. I am. Yeah.
1: yeah, come on. So, um, Julie, why don't you talk about, I would love to hear, uh, uh what you've been hearing from the Lord in regards to this year, 2024. Uh, we're kind of hearing from a lot of different prophetic people. Yeah. I really like this time of year because I like to hear just, um, just what the Lord is speaking to other people. A lot of times it can be a confirmation to myself. Other people would agree with that as well. But yeah, I would love to hear what God is showing you for this upcoming year.
2: So normally towards um, November and December, the Lord starts to, it's quite curious how the Lord speaks to me for the new year. Um, Because normally what he does is that people start to come to me to give me certain things that are going to represent something for, for the year. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world.
0: All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash
2: give and become a partner today. So there was like last year was, was shoes. People were giving me new shoes in oh, December, yeah. in uh-huh. January. And I was like, okay, this is tran- transition time. And I, that was when we moved here. And uh, towards December and November, there was a lot of people coming to me, giving me sweets. In one day, like two people came and gave me sweets. And I'm like, wow, they're giving me sweets. And that's when the Lord started to speak to me about the new year and about the things that he was about to do. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning of December, I remember I was talking to someone from the team and I just suddenly entered into a quick vision. And in this vision, I saw, I saw. I saw four apples. Okay. I saw four apples standing in front in front of me, and I hear three words. I I I hear apples, the number four, and abundance. Right. So okay. I wrote them down, and I knew that um, eventually, when when the Lord gives me those type of visions, is in regards to the new year. So I started just to. Ask him, okay, Lord, what are you doing? What is does this represent? Now, it was really curious, but when I saw the number, the four apples, I didn't associate the four apples with 2024, right? 2024 ends in four. So when I was uh, actually going deeper, I just started to just look into the meaning of each one of these things. And the Lord started to speak to me a lot about the number four and what it represents, the number four. We know that red means the blood the blood of Jesus, pa- pa- passion, fire, mm-hmm. purification, war, and authority. So this is what the Lord gave me in representation to the red. Apples means wisdom, love, the gifts of the spirit, provision right? And now the number four, the number four means creation. And when I was investigating the Holy Spirit terminal, I go to the Hebrew um, uh, alphabet. So I went to the Hebrew to Google and I started to check. And the four is the letter Dalet in Hebrew. And what is interesting is that this word, that the word Dalet is like a door. So suddenly the Holy Spirit started to speak to me and he said 2024, a doorway, a new door is opening. So now he also started to speak to me about we have four seasons, right? Right? We have winter, spring, spring autumn, all of the season. And then he started to tell me the completion of the fourth season is over. We are about to enter now into a new season. So I released a prophecy actually in 2022. It's on my YouTube channel about from survival to revival. And I was prophesying about the warfare that was coming for nations. And four months later, I actually said like, um, there's going to be a a war coming to the natural realm in April, May, if we don't stop praying. And that's when Russia came in. And I was just prophesying over how the church have to um, step into this season for like to pray for the warfare that was coming, how we were partnering as as a body of Christ to stop these things from coming. And I was talking about, um, the exposure, the, the the shaking, the revival that was coming, but at the same time the warfare in the nations. I saw the warfare with um east against west. Anyway, so I was talking in the prophecy also about the winter season, and I was talking about how a lot of things have been frozen. And then in this prophecy, the Lord started to tell me that a lot of people are coming out out of the winter season where you felt that the things that were frozen in this past year, in this past season, the Lord was saying, now they are coming back to life. Because Mm -hmm. when there is a change of a new season, when you change from winter to spring, you realize that suddenly you can smell the flowers again. You feel fresh. You feel like things that have been frozen now start to melt, and there is rebirth. So he was talking to me about different things, that for some people there's going to be a transition now of... uh, Winter to spring, and there's gonna be rebirth. That there's gonna be an open door, a new door opening. Opening. He also mentioned to me about authority. Uh, how um, the 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 people of God in the previous season, how God so caught up in drama, in a lot of things, a lot of people has lost their authority. And you know, the number four is connected to God's authority. So God was mentioning that 2024 is going to be the year where the Lord is going to be releasing a new authority to the body of Christ. Wow. But at the same time, we are going to be entering into a time of rest, Exodus 29, 11, because we are going to start to see a lot of. I see like a lot of chaos around. One of the things that the Lord told me was exposure. So I'm mentioning these things, these four things that the Lord is getting ready to do. So the doorway, authority, rest. But then he mentioned to me something really uh, strong. And this is where, I've been trying to, to, to speak and to warn people because what is about to happen is going to be exposure. But in the middle of exposure, in the middle of shaking, the Lord is getting ready to uh, for people to start walking into that rest like Exodus 29, 11, that the Lord is calling us mm-hmm. um, also for a time of rest. The fourth mm-hmm. thing that he's getting ready to do, we are going to see an increase of miracles, signs, wonders and gifts. Hebrews 2.4 describes the four weaknesses of God here on earth, as miracles, wonders, signs, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So he, he was telling me 2024 is going to be the year where there's going to be an increase, when there's going to be the four witnesses of God. So miracles, wonders, signs, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is going to be a release of, of that here on earth. But he also mentioned to me, but this is no all amazing, the doorway, the authority, the race he mentioned to me. For people to be able to step into what I'm about to do in this 2024, they have to align and allow me to prune them in this season. Why? Because the Lord mentioned there's going to be exposure coming to the body of Christ. There's going to be leaders. There's going to be people in ministry that there's going to be exposure. Why? Because that anointing is not matching their character. The yeah. signs and miracles and wonders and everything that they are doing is not matching the character of Jesus Christ. And I felt in my spirit like the Lord was really, really like, um, was basically not tired because God never gets tired. But I don't know if you know what I mean. <laughs> that God is like, um, kind of like, not damn, but that the body of Christ needs to start walking into a, in alignment. Not just with miracles, not just just standing in a platform and doing this, but reflect Jesus. Because what I have seen Mm -hmm. also, and he's been speaking to me this for like months now, is that about how there's a lot of people in ministry, people that have millions of followers on YouTube, a lot of people that we see and we say, wow, so anointing, wow. But you know what? They're being kicked out of churches because of their arrogance. They are being kicked out of places because of their pride and they are not allowing anyone to correct them. And this is what the Lord is saying, for what I'm about to release, there has to be a cleansing of the body of Christ first, because we normally ask God for judgment for the nations and judgment for you know the person that is gov- that is in government, but we don't actually realize before the Lord releases judgment on earth, He's going to release jur- judgment on the body of Christ. 100%. So this is so this is what He is getting ready to do in this season. Not just releasing judgment over the nation, but let me tell you something: it's going to start. He, you always clean your house first. That's what the Lord is getting ready to do in this season. He is cleaning his chart first. He is. That's why 2024, as leaders, as ministers, as worshipers, we have to come to a place of surrender and being humble. Because this is why I say deliverance is daily. It's so important. It doesn't matter how many word of knowledge you give or how many demons you are casting out every single day or how many doors have been opened in front of you. But actually, are you portraying the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Are you covering the character of Jesus Christ? Because anointing actually doesn't equal you being recognized by jesus you can be casting out demons you can be moving in in the anointing but actually you god is not going to going to recognize you that's why jesus say who you are when he says in your name we cast a demon but who you are he's not going to recognize you that's why he's getting ready to just come here and cleanse us because this is what we need. So instead of us being pointing at each other, leaders, what are you doing? This is doing that exposure for this minister. We should be praying for each other because this is going to impact us as the body of Christ, because in one fall, everyone falls. Mm -hmm. This is not about this person being exposed or this person being exposed. It's not about that. It's about the body of Christ coming together. We see a leader. We see a minister that is falling. Let's cover them. Let's pray for strength. Let's pray that they are going to repent because each one of us, you know, the Bible said that those are strong. Like, I don't know how you say that in English. Look that you are not going to fall or something like that. That when you're strong, to a uh, strong, make sure that you don't fall. So, which means that even like we should be covering all, mm-hmm. all of all of these people. Um, so, the other thing, yes, is that is character transformation, and the word that he gave me for 2024 is in Proverbs 2024. So every year the Lord gives me a Bible verse. Um, for 2022 was First of Chronicles 2022 for um 2024 is proverbs 2024 and it says it says since the lord is directing our steps don't try to figure out everything that happens along the way yeah (laughs) never oh look (laughs) thank you you might never understand it but you can come back to this core true god knows what he's doing His plan for your life is good and it's not going to work against you. It's going to work for you. So 2024 the body of Christ, we are getting ready to see some things that are going to look like it's coming against us. But the Lord is saying, don't worry. Don't look at those things Are those things are coming against you because the Lord says it's not going to work against you. It's going to work for you in this 2024. So this is why I feel like 2024 has to be a year of consecration, has to be a year of Intimacy, a year of going deep, even if that means that some of us have to leave social media for a while to actually get accountable with God and get right on track with God and fast and pray. Why? It's better to do it now because what is coming with this year requires consecration requires holiness and it requires for the body of Christ to be walking where the lord wants us to be and let me tell you one more thing even when the lord is coming to expose you even when those things you seem around are shaking and your ministry shaking that those behaviors and those things are being exposed let me tell you something the lord exposed to redeem. This is not for your condemnation, but the Lord wants to cleanse you. The Lord wants to cleanse your ministry to be able to release what he wants to release in this um, next season that I also see the Lord releasing. As I said, one of the four things that he's getting ready is the miracle signs and wonders mm. and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But for us to be able to tap into that, we have to surrender and we have to tell the Holy Spirit, do the work in me, study in me. Don't start in my neighbor. Yeah. Don't, don't start on my leader. start in me, Lord. Do mm. he he told me a few nights ago. Tell my people to ask me to start doing an open heart surgery in them. And that's been my prayer for myself too. For myself. Oh, for the team. I've been experiencing
1: Ricardo. that myself. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's been Lord. Do a yeah. heart surgery, and we yeah. know it's painful. Yeah. you start to realize, oh Lord, this is my heart. You are getting out this out of here. But you know, but, but then you realize that the Lord has to cleanse you. If we want to be like Jesus, there has to be purification. There has mm. to be cleansing. There has to be the removal of those things that are stopping us. And and be willing to, even regardless of your position, be humble enough to say, like, like, Lord, do the work in me. I need it. I need it. I am anointed. I'm in miracles, signs and wonders, but Lord, do the work in me, start in me. And not many people are that humble actually to be confronted and to realize that we you know what other ministers or leaders come to tell them, you know, there's some things in your character that you have to change. There's a lot of ministers that ignore that completely. Because of the anointing that they carry, they feel like they everything is fine where there's two things that are different. Anointing and character are not the same. And the Lord in this season wants the level of anointing to match the character that yeah. uh, a lot of people are having. So, yes.
1: So huge. Woo, Julie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that really strongly. Um, I think that God is doing away with a lot of mm-hmm. ego, a lot of like you know, I have to prove, like, this is my moment to prove myself to all the other Christians to show how powerful God is, is working through me. Maybe God is actually calling you to come alongside something that someone else is already doing. And I think so often we're looking at constantly trying to reinvent something, constantly trying to do something new. And God may move you into that place. I think, Julie, I think of you and and even just in the, the country of Colombia, like what, like, is very needed, like what you're doing and what the other people that are, you know, you're running with are doing, I think is really important. So there are times when God actually calls you to do something new. I mean, you're partnering with him, but you're doing something new. But man, I just feel that really strongly. Like the open heart surgery is like, look, God tomorrow, 10 minutes from now, uh, you know, 30 seconds from now could bring to fulfillment a promise that he gave you. The question is, is your heart ready? Have you responded to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, allowed him to go to the very depths of who you are and to give him access to all those areas to make sure that you you have yielded everything to him so that, like you were saying, the character matches the anointing. When you go into those places, when those doors open, that you actually can stand up under the weight of it because you recognize number 1 that it has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with him working through you and um man I feel that because that's been what that that's been I I feel like for me really like the past if I'm honest the last 5 years have really been like that of just in especially last year <laughs> it's just like Oh, like constantly having to die to myself. Constantly, just like, oh, this one hurts. You know, like when God shows me something in my heart. You know, I really feel that. I know there's a lot of other people. I know you guys are going through it too. I talked to a lot of you guys. I know you're going through it too. So,
2: and and you you know that's why like the Bible says that you, day by day we are being transformed into the image of Christ. It it doesn't mean that as soon as you become Christian and you carry the anointing, you it's just that you now are carving Jesus and the character of Jesus. There has to be a pruning. There has to be a pruning. So it doesn't matter that you were in ministry for like 20 years, 15 years, five years. That's why for me, like, oh, I always try to tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, just prune me. I know it's painful and I know what I'm asking, but that means that it's going to push me quicker to be like Jesus. So other people now don't see me, but they, they see you, Lord, do it. Lord, do it because until you don't give the keys of your heart to the Holy Spirit, He is not going to be able to come into your heart and start doing the open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. So first of all, there has to be a decision of yours, opening your mouth, saying, Holy Spirit, prune me. I know there's things in me, even those things that I think are fine, show me. So when He comes and He starts pruning now you are not getting scared or you are not getting panic. It's painful. <laughs> and you are you have been saying it this year has been painful for you. I think, I think in general, 2023 was a really challenging year for a lot of people. I see a lot of ministers posting on Instagram on social media saying, let 2023 be over now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst year of my life. And I was like, wow, yeah. 2023 was was actually quite hard for a lot of people, a, lo- a lot of us, yeah. where the Lord yeah. was um, pruning us. Yeah, right? and I but, think
1: yeah. that, you know, God doesn't just do that because he's like, all right, now you're going to suffer for the rest of your life and you're going to be miserable and you're going to like, it's always, man, we see this all throughout scripture of people going through certain things, hardship and coming out the other side changed you know, more yielded to God. And, um, the other day I said something that uh, got a big reaction from a lot of people, but it was something like what's being produced in you through the hard stuff you're going through is an answer to prayer. Like, we're like, God, we I want to do this. And I want to, I want to, you know, revival and, and uh, you know, God, I feel you calling me to this mountain, to this industry. And I want to do this. And then all of a sudden you hit all, it's like, like a train wreck everything happens and like all this hard stuff what gets produced in you as a result of then going through that stuff is the answer to the prayer it's the preparation for you know it's like we always look at the mountaintop we look at someone's breakthrough and we're like "Ooh, let that people happen in- see, yeah people let- see yeah. the
2: harvest but they don't see the seed yeah, yeah. right yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah
1: exactly and so we look at that and we're like oh man you know, uh, and we forget that th- that person seeing that breakthrough and maybe they see a huge breakthrough in their ministry or they start a new ministry or they they do something and it's exploding. And we look at that and and we forget all of the stuff they had to go through to get to that place, dying to themselves, and submitting to the Lord, submitting to other people, yes. you know, it's hard, it's really hard the other
2: thing. I mean the Bible also says that those that humble themselves, the Lord will exalt them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want to jump the process. That's the other thing that I see. And you cannot go to the mountain. you cannot run without learning how to walk. You cannot walk without learning how to crawl. So that actually there has to be a process for you to be able to learn how to walk, learn how to run. Learn how to ride that bicycle, learn how to drive the car, and 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 wait for the Lord to exalt you at the at the right time. When you humble yourself, when you position yourself in a place where you are submitting, first of all, to God to the Holy Spirit, you are submitting for a season to your leaders, to your to your pastors. You are allowing the Holy Spirit to prune you, to to change you, and in the right time, the Lord is going to exalt you. The Lord is going to put you in the place that He has promised you. Because a lot of people, that's another issue that, that that I see all, also with the body of Christ is that is that a lot of people have these dreams where they see themselves preaching, casting out demons in in stadiums and doing this, and they think that the Lord is going to take them from point A to Z in one go. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we see in the Bible, Joseph. He had that dream where his brother was bowing down to him. His issue was that he thought that that was for now. So he made a mistake based on that dream. And that's why look all of the process that he had to go through until eventually he was positioned in a place. But he had to be crushed first because I feel like he was a little bit pride. He was the favorite. He was having this dream and telling the the brothers, I had this dream. He was yeah. full of pride, my friend, and he mm-hmm. has to go through a process of crushing. But actually, when the Lord, when he was ready, the Lord was like, "Now you're ready. Now you're gonna be positioned, and now your brothers are gonna come to you, and they are gonna uh, uh, reverence to you." So that's a process. For all of yeah. this, there is a process, and
1: yeah, whew. well, Amen. Yeah, why don't you pray for us, Julie? Pray for sure. our hearts.
2: <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, Father, thank you, Lord, for, Father, thank you for this 2024. Father, thank you for the beginning, Father, of 2024. But, f- Father, but even thank you because you have already started, Father, in 2023 to prune some of us. Mm-hmm. So, far, so there where you are, if that's you, I just want you to just start saying thanks to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for pruning me. Thank you, Father, for uh, 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 wanting to get rid of these things up. Uh, have been stopping me, that have been blocking me. And Father, I just pray right now for even those, Father, that have been even, that are struggling right now to give you those areas. Holy Spirit, I just pray for each one of them right now. And Father, I just declare that this exposure, Father, is not for condemnation, but Father, you are exposing them to redeem them so the enemy doesn't have any legal rights in their life. So Father, I just pray, Father, for strength in this season where you are going to be doing, Father, heart surgery, open heart surgery in some of them. Father, I pray for strength. I pray, Father, that you are going to place the right people around them that are going to lift up their hands in these moments, Father, of weaknesses, in in, in these moments, Father, where the enemy is going to try to tell them that they are not ready, that they are condemned, that they are not good enough. Father, we shut down those voices of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just pray right now, Father, for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit that Father as we enter in this 2024, Father, I just ask you that you take some of them that have been crying out, Father, for that first love. Will you take them back to that first love? Will you, Father, take them back, Father, to that Fire that they felt father when they gave to the, their, their life back to you and Lord in the name of Jesus I declare that as we enter into this new season that as we enter into this chaos that is about to come but I just pray and declare that we are going to be resting under the winds of the almighty that we are going to be resting father in the palm of your hands that even though a thousand a thousand fall to on our left hand and ten thousand on our other hand but i just declare that is not going to come near us because we are going to be hiding under the wings of the almighty father because you are our shelter father you are our protector so father thank you for cleansing your people in this Season. Thank you for cleansing, Lord, your charge. Thank you for cleansing, Lord, our hearts. Because, Father, I know that the things that you are about to release, Father, in this new year, we have to be ready for the new. So, Father, cleanse us. Father, purify us. Father, renew us. And, Father, we say, Lord, here we are, prune us and we are ready, Father, to receive what you want to release, Father, in us and through us and with us, Father, in this. 2024 so we give even right now Lord our dreams our visions our desires father everything that we have for this 2024 I even see how even some of you you have been doing your vision board your 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 dream board but I hear the lord say you will you give me those dreams will you give me those desires let me align these dreams and these desires with your dreams will you allow me to remove this and to put this dream in here and to even to to remove this vision that you have and to put you my vision because the Lord says if you partner with me in this 2024 you are going to be ready to enter that door that I'm opening in this next season so father we say Lord allow us to align with you Lord let us let our dreams our visions Lord align to what you want us to align and thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you are doing. Thank you, Lord, for even for visitation right now, Lord. I just declare, Father, your presence, your protection, the blood of Jesus upon them, Father, right now. And I just declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper in this 2024, that you will give us the eyes, Father, the ability, the wisdom, and the discernment, Father, to stop the enemy from manifesting into our life. Lord we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Come on. So good, yeah. Julie. So good. I just feel I I mean especially as I've I've seen a lot of this produced in me um as a result of a lot of just dying to myself over the last couple of years like it's it's so painful but it's so worth it. Like You know, it's like we pray for things and we're like, I want, I want this God. And, and, um, you know, and then all of a sudden we go through hard stuff and, and, and not realizing like, Hey, like in order for that thing to happen, I need to die. I need to, there's, there's parts of me that need to die and and I need to surrender to the Lord. And, and that's, it's hard. I know we said this, but it's hard. I get it. Everybody I'm right there with you. Julie's right there with you. Um, but the fruit is so good, you know, because it's not about us glorifying ourselves. It's about him being glorified through mm-hmm. us. So,
2: And I just want to also encourage people that I know and I have this thought when I was just following my um, pastor, my leaders, when I wasn't in ministry. I used to just see them and think like, wow, their life is so easy. They are serving God. They are traveling around. You know, they are doing what they are supposed to be doing. But let me tell you something. Ministers also have their own battles. Yeah, They have their own battles according to the level where they are. So each one of us, we are fighting our own battles. But I feel like what it makes the difference is when you surrender to Jesus. Because warfare, there's always going to be warfare. But it's just your perspective what is going to make you cross that. I really like that you yeah. said that before Jeff. Yeah. so I'm, go- I'm gonna steal that from you take but it yes, no. it's yours <laughs>
1: yeah so yes. uh julie thank you so much um how how can people follow you and stay up to date with everything you're doing and places yeah, maybe sure. you're gonna go?
2: so i have i think my website you can see my website there popping up there we also have the riglatsam.com website in spanish and english we are on instagram we have a telegram group uh, in Spanish and English, um, so you can go to my Instagram and you are going to find the links there on my profile to join these community groups. Um, we put in there the links where we are going to go live. Right now we are doing a fasting, so the team is leading prayer Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every yes at 6 p.m. Those days at 3 a.m. too. Um, so we are going. So we are doing that, so you can join there to just see also um, events where are are we doing things. Um, and yes, keep an eye with the things that we are doing.
1: Fantastic. Again, Julie, thank you so much. We've got nothing but love for you here at Elijah fire. And uh, it's such an honor to have you on the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much. It's a, it's an honor to be here. This is like my family. I feel oh, like home here. So thank good. you so much. Good. God Absolutely.
1: Left. Yeah. So everybody that's our show tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow is a pre-record, uh, because our guest, she's actually on her way to Scotland right now. Uh, Harmony Klingenmeyer's back on and we had a great, great conversation about uh, fear of man and dying to that. So it's a great conversation. Um, you're not going to want to miss it. Super, super. Uh, also, just to let you know, I recorded that right as I found out that our channel on YouTube went away. So if you feel like you're like, wow, Jeff seems slightly like, like subdued, that was why. Uh, but it was still a great great episode um and a lot of cool stuff kind of as i was processing with the lord as i'm listening to harmony talk processing a lot of stuff and and uh so yeah uh, god is good uh so please anybody um who is friends with anybody else that watches this show please let them know that we're no longer on youtube um but um so they can go to rumble twitch or facebook And um, more uh, platforms are going to be opening up for us uh, in the near future. We'll keep you guys posted. So we love you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow with Harmony Klingenmeier at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time.
0: K-Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.